Hey, hey, what up, what up? It is Alex, the fantasy football hustler, back at you. We just, now we just both were patient, or is that, someone jump in there? <laughs> hey, I'm Bogart Scott Free. We're the most high, we the most lit. Yeah. And I am Captain Spaulding. No, it's any on Peacock here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Shout out to our man, Hearst, who's uh, tuning in from the uh, Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on replay, make sure you go subscribe over there to that channel. And he said, Dr. Satan. That's right. Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan. (laughs) Tonight, if if you haven't guessed it already, we're bringing to you now what is known as a Rob Zombie classic, right? Yeah. The directorial debut, mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yeah. Let's see. How many movies has he done, including this one? So he's done this one, The Devil's Rejects, which what? is a sequel. Halloween, he did his rendition. Uh, not sure what this one is, but The Werewolf Women of oh, the SS, yeah, okay, yeah, so, that's the grindhouse one, right? Right, yeah. So that's the short little, um, like preview flick during the intermission of the two uh, yeah. uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, grindhouse films, which that's was Planet cool. Terror and Death Proof, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I saw that, that, that whole thing at the theater. That was awesome. Nice. Yeah, they had like intermissions and stuff. Like it was like yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't get up on the intermission. I was watching that werewolf yeah. women of the SS. <laughs> yeah, we watched that at uh we watched it in the drive through or the drive-ins. That's the best way to do that. Yeah. We yeah, have one here locally still. It was really it's nostalgic. The Westmer. That's where we used to, you know, take the, the high school dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used <laughs> to um we used to bust out the little baby, the little baby grill. <laughs> you queued up just stand, you know we'd have like four or five cars and we just leave one spot in between us open and we just kick it like that we'd have the windows open so you can hear the joint and then like yeah we used to do man that was like when, when we weren't old enough to like go out out that was like one of the go-tos like and it, in the drive the drive-ins is a it's i mean it's a sound where i'm from san jose that's a it's a it's a san jose landmark basically you know what i mean still exists and like if you back then, if you went far to the left of the entrance, there's like because there was a chain link fence that kind of like you know, you just far to the left there was a gate, and it was always the gate. All you had to do was lift up the little latch, and we're just oh, driving. So yeah, it was yeah, like a chain. Like, yeah, it was like it was it was the area I'm assuming where because it was right by the dumpsters, so I'm assuming like this is where like the trucks would come in to get the, the dumpsters, but it would just always be like, there was no lock on it. And if you knew about it and everybody did, you know what I mean? So we would just open it and you just see four or five cars driving with no lights on. You know what I mean? So, you know, that Hearst has been messing with our show for a while. Cause he said, what up bogey? And he said, Peacock, Vatos Locos forever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hold that's, that a, that's, a, that's, that's a call back all the way to, um, to when I think of the first time I was on the silver screen breakdowns. Yeah, and what a what a one to be on for. Hell yeah, blood in, blood out. That was a good one. And shout out to Wendell uh, and the Trap House. What up, what up? What's up? So Rob Zombie, 11 movies that he's directed, including Ooh. that short that we talked about. The Monsters was the most recent one in 2022. And it all started with House of a Thousand Corpses. And 
I saw this movie in probably in it was either 03 or 04. I mean, it, I, yeah, I mean, it was probably 03. I know it came out in April. Okay. April of uh, 2003. Let me see. What was it? April. I think, I think I didn't see it until probably uh, around the Halloween of that following year or the year mm-hmm. after. And, and I don't remember if I saw it in theaters because I know we would go like almost every other weekend or every Saturday night. Yeah. With my, my friends and stuff. But I'm not too sure because, you know, when these are rated certain whatever, it was hard to get a, a gang of tickets unless like somebody was already old enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and anyhow, I don't recall if I saw it in theaters, but I know um, I saw it for sure at my apartment several times, like the year after I graduated when I was yeah. in college at my college apartment. And this thing was on like replay, like all the time. And then like people would leave and I'd be the only one there and I'd watch it. And it was really freaky. Good stuff. Great vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of my friends who had this on DVD, and uh, so yeah, just after school, getting high and watching this. And, yeah, I don't want to give I don't want to give away my rating, but yeah, it was it was uh, on DVD at my apartment at some at some point. Yeah, and like I I was telling Hus before the show, I had this DVD before, and uh, one of my homies at the time, right? Let's just say like you know he was off. He was like, we'll just. For lack of a better term, he was out of his mind on drugs. <laughs> Crystal meth, to be exact. <laughs> and, like, so he borrows the movie, and he wigs out after he watches it, bro. He's like, and, he, and, he, and I, 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 yo, let me get my movie back. Oh, I threw that shit away, bro. A <laughs> uh, word? Yeah, I had to get that shit out of my house. <laughs> what? Like, you couldn't just give it back to me to get it out of your house? Never spoke, <laughs> never spoke of it again. <laughs> People were like, let me borrow that. And I never saw it yeah. again. But it doesn't you know, matter. Funny though, I was microdosing earlier watching, like, you know, like powering through it. And uh, yeah, it's really disturbing. <laughs> like a lot of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's really a Rob, like, you know, Rob Zombie kind of like, I, I guess even they were saying too, they even, they shot a lot of the scenes twice. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like he wanted them even more bloodier, but he had to have a second version of it just in case that the, the studios were like, you know, it's a little too bloody. And then what's crazy is like, so what we saw was like the lesser of most of those scenes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, average, that's for sure. And Chase said, great movie, my friend. Let me borrow the trilogy on DVD recently. I like it. I don't yeah. like the third one too much, I, but yeah. uh, I haven't seen the third one. I don't think I've seen it either for some reason. I, it's, it's like, what, do they get out of three, jail or something? Like, from, didn't they all die? I, I thought they all got shot down in the epic fucking Mexican standoff in the end of part two. That's where they should have let it end, but they ended up, this was like in the reboot season. It was like 20, 2017 or 19. Okay. So it, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So they waited a while, though, to reboot it. That one they waited like, yeah, like. Was it still under Lionsgate? I'm pretty sure it was. You know what though? This is one of those movies. It like debuted number two in the box office, and then like, but then like it was a quick release to DVD. Yeah, and then like it just like, kind of birthed this cult following because it was like one of those. Yeah, it was one of those ones. I'm like, hey, you should watch this, right? And then the homie throws the video away, but the DVD away. But then at the same time, like, how many people did that, right? Like, hey, you should watch this. Fucking, it's pretty good. Yeah, I just remember the the movie voiceover guy like House of Rob Zombies, House of a Thousand Corpses, <laughs> and like uh, the inside joke with a lot of us was like, uh, yeah, like Doctor Satan or people would pop out and like the the guitar would just like, <laughs> and somebody yeah. get hacked. 
<laughs> so that was like our go-to, like when we'd scare people, like, you know, just around the corner of somebody's house when we're hanging out or whatever. Mm. That's how we, yeah, <laughs> we do the, the electric guitar. Hey, <laughs> it, okay. In Texas, right? Like, this movie just make, makes me remember I'm not driving nowhere through Texas. I drive through Texas all the time. It's I'm scary kidding. as hell. It is scary. <laughs> At night, it's scary. Like, it's scary right now looking outside my window. Like, why? And that's because I'm not out in the country or anything. I'm in the city, but still, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just like, I, I grew up know, in the country, though. Grew up right next to a cornfield out in the sticks. Creepy. Hey, Children of the Corn used to fuck me up too as a kid. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. yeah, I ain't going to no cornfield, bro. Yeah. No, we so did a lot of cornfield. The corn maze. We had a corn maze. Like corn maze. We did corn. Yeah, maze. yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Niner MMA. He's always in the chat. He's from he's from uh, Gilas, from Gilroy, and they had um, they have they have uh, like a bunch of those places out there where they have the haunted house farms and the you know what I mean, and they have the, mm -hmm. you know the the corn mazes and like. They'll just, you know, yeah, in, in the distance, you'll hear like when you're going through the maze, there's someone in the distance with a, with a chainsaw. Yeah. Just go. And you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that motherfucker popped up. Listen, I'm Brennan. Had nothing. <laughs> Not, none of that in San Diego. <laughs> we didn't have anything like that. Um, yeah, so this movie, I, I remember just first time I saw it, I had really no idea what to expect going in. I mean, my homie just like threw it on, and uh, really we get into the first scene there, and uh, and really just, I mean, the, the creepy little commercial or whatever it was, that was really like the first thing. I was like, what the fuck is that's this? A, that's Dr. Wolfenstein, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh, yep. And then Spaulding and so, like, comes up in there somewhere. Yeah, well, I think I think Dr. Wolfenstein, if I'm not mistaken. So these are probably all like little short clips or movies that he's kind of thrown in that are relative or kind of related to his uh, werewolf women of the SS as well. So I think yeah, that's pretty cool. He created the, his, yeah, this is the birth of his little universe here. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's definitely uh if you ever see that that werewolf <laughs> women of the SS, it's it's pretty hilarious, but like horrific at the same time. There's some werewolf transformations and like mutilations, but it's like you see boobs as well, and then like hairy werewolf boobs at some point. <laughs> I was just about to say, you know what I mean? Totally like, you know, on Rob, this is Rob Zombie here. This yeah, is what we're getting yeah. into tonight. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Sid Haig. So, uh, I mean, man, he's just been yeah. around an actor Rip. since like what, like 1960 or something, and he just passed away. In 2019, it was right after they filmed uh, the trilogy, the, the third one. He was like, now I can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, Jackie Brown as well. He was the judge yeah. yep. who was in there. And uh, yeah, you just see him with uh, painted up like a clown. And you, you get the whole shot of, uh, the, what is it? It's a gas station, gas station. chicken joint, and horror... I didn't know it was a crispy crunchy in that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get, get, your, get your free chicken. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if they this there's, there's something wrong about that already when they say free chicken, it's like listen, I'm not going in there. No, 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 not free chicken, fried chicken. It's wrong here. Well, they well, I think fried chicken. I think it was for going on the horror ride. You got a complimentary like 
fret, like, I don't know, drumstick Yeah, fret. I'm not going on that ride either. <laughs> <fuck that shit. laughs> it was a complimentary, like, little doggy bag of fried chicken. Like, here you go. <laughs> Even that first scene, I mean, don't really know what's going on. I mean, like the dialogue, you know, that, uh, that starts. I mean, they're just talking about some real random shit, him and that dude that's in there. And then, and then they, they get held up. They come in there, they hold them up at gunpoint. And uh, the shorter dude, whoever it is, mm-hmm. not uh, wow. not Captain Spaulding, but the other guy, he recognizes one of the other guys. Hey, ain't you whatever who worked at the hard who worked at the hardware store? <laughs> Calls him by the whole uh, yeah, government mean, name. It's a small town, dude. What do you expect? <laughs> he probably knows his pappy and knows his pappy's pappy. <laughs> and uh it's uh I don't even know who the hell the dude is who comes in from outside. I mean, we really only see him one other time in the movie, and he's the guy pushing the cart like for the ride because the ride doesn't move by itself. You have to have someone pushing it. He's one of the fireflies. Just mm-hmm. one that way. Yeah. And uh yeah, he comes in bashing dude over the head, and then Spalding pulls out the gun, shoots old boy. And it's uh I don't know, it, it just goes from uh it's kill count two right there. They think they kill two two dudes. Yeah. And you, you realize real quick, Captain Spaulding's not a bitch. He's got the gun in his face, like I'm count to ten. He's like, one, fuck your mama. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> two, <laughs> fuck your grandmama. What? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Like they didn't even know what's going on. Like uh, ain't the first time he had a gun pointed in his face. That's for sure. He was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. After he shoots that guy, he like sniffs the barrel. Like, <sighs> Thought it might have been his time right there. What up, Steven? What up, Steven? Yeah, one of the things that we get throughout this movie, and um, I have mixed feelings about it. So, like, right when they're doing the credits, that's when Rob Zombie gets to throw in. Um, what kind of looks like home movies, and they kind of just—I mean, that's kind of like one of his like his signature signatures, yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like some of the times I liked it, but then I feel like sometimes it was just like, oh, like I don't know, like it did it a little bit too many times. But I do like how it, in little ten-second little increments, it's almost like we build a little bit of a backstory on people as well, ten seconds at a time. Yeah, I mean, it that is kind of cool because if everything is shrouded in a mystery and it is those little cutaways that fucking, you know what I mean, give you a little in, little more insight. Hell yeah. Yeah, but you're definitely, like, I remember watching this in the theaters. That's why I even bought it when it came out. Okay. And, like, yeah, you you know, you, but you're, you're, you're at the edge of your seat right out the gate, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, oh, shit, these fools are about to get murked. And then, then they get murked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, these these old fuckers ain't playing. Hell yeah. And uh really the whole I mean the whole sequence during the uh, the credits like none of it makes any like I mean if you're just watching this at first glance like none of it really makes any sense. It's just a lot of crazy like mashed up, you know, videos being thrown together. And then I mean you kind of figure out later these are kind of like the beginning of like their home movies that they're shooting. And uh, the farther we get into the movie, the more of these home movies that we see, like, 10 seconds at a time, pretty much. Yep. Yep. And a lot of my favorite character in there. A lot of Otis. Yeah. He looks a lot different from the uh, the first one to the second one as well. 
Yeah, he does. It's weird. I was going to oh, yeah. kind of go down a rabbit hole and try to figure that out, but I just kind of ran out of time today. <laughs> uh, time wasn't kind to him. Steven said Rob Zombie needs to perform again. Said, don't know if he does. Um, but uh, he said I he actually saw him back in. Metal. Okay, I, when he played this. I saw him back in uh, in 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. and a, a girlfriend of mine at the time, well, my, my wife's not watching the show, um, but at the time she got me uh, tickets, I don't know from where, for who or whatever, but uh, pretty cool, came out on stage, he's a little guy, really short, he was wearing some big old shoes to make himself look a lot taller and kind of normal size to the, the rest of the band, and then like yeah. a giant um, zombie type character that was like built up like on stilts and like made up or whatever came out on stage it was gigantic it was like 12 feet maybe bigger i don't know it was weird i don't know if it was like somebody in a suit on stilts or like animatronics i don't know it was cool though um yeah and who was there i think um who was this who was this guitarist was it white zombie or just him as the rob zombie no it was him as rob zombie so i think he had like a different guitar no, i mean like white, was it like white zombie like the band like was it his original band or was like because I think, like, when did he go so He went solo, like, in the mid-90s. Yeah, I can't recall. I mean, this was early 2000s, or I guess, if you still want to call it that, like, 2006, 2007. And him, so. and Al- him and Alice Cooper were kind of that genre, huh? Like, like Yeah, definitely, definitely. Kind of a horror. Yeah, he, was a little, he was a little guy. His dreads were, like, like literally, like, most of his, like, he's mostly made up of dreads. He reminded me of like a like a, a Rastafarian Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. So then we get uh I guess pretty much who we who are the main characters of the movie, uh at least for the most part, we're following their story, right? It's uh what the hell are their names? Jerry and Bill. Those are the two dudes. And uh, he's like, yeah. Hey, he's like, why well, we're on E? He was like, I thought I told you to fill it up. He was like, I threw in like three bucks. And like back in the 70s, like, I don't know. I mean, three bucks might have got you uh, a lot of places, but um, didn't get them where they needed to go. A full tank of gas probably would have got them where they needed to go at this point. And so they pull out and uh, they go to Dr. Sp- uh, Captain Spaulding's spot. And um, the dude Jerry runs in as they're uh, getting ready to pump the gas. And he's like, dude, this place is so boss. You got to come in. He's like, what do you mean, boss? Like, we got to wake the girls up and get the camera. You find out they're, like, writing a book about all this, like, I don't know, these random places that you just find along the uh, along the highways and places that nobody knows about. And they're definitely, like, yeah, moving- yeah. Is that so? Is that such a white thing? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. let's go out in the middle of nowhere, all over the place, and find things. Weird things to write about. Weird right? things. Let's go well, investigate. You, you know that Bill character is played by Rain Wilson, who is uh, Dwight on The Office. Yeah. Oh, it's word. Word. Hey, that <laughs> that was fun. I didn't even notice that. I like Dwight too. Behold, <laughs> thick boy. <laughs> and he kind of uh he's asking Captain Spaulding all these questions, like, why are you asking so many little shit questions or something like that? He's like, Oh, we're writing a book about you know all the places, and he's like, Who the hell would want to read that shit? <laughs> I immediately thought, white people. Yeah, I'm just joking. Much, right? <laughs> well, anybody who has like a kind of weird 
you know, fetish. They seem like they're like college kids or maybe like right out of college or something. Adolescence. I mean, I'm, I'm not not adolescence. I mean, definitely like young adolescents, like nine, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, yeah, out of college, you said. Okay, yeah, right. I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking out of 20, 22. Yeah, that's a perfect age take. to be out of college. Early. Yeah, 20. this is. Yeah, what year is it supposed to be? It is. It's. It, it is. Seven, to be like yeah, the 77. 77? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, three dollars to get you hella far back then. <laughs> I I always forgot, uh, like said, so I always forgot it was taking place in 77 because it would like start that way and then I kind of just kind of forget, you know, like I'd lose focus. It's easier to kill, it's easier to be like mass murderers back in the 70s, I'm sure. Oh, easily, yeah. And they're like in the sticks, nobody's fucking going where they live, like, yeah. I don't like the sheriff saying, There ain't no forensics yet. Hell yeah. What up, Wendell? We're doing House of a Thousand Corpses. We're still in the beginning. We're still in the beginning where uh, where the whole crew, where now they're going through like the murder ride. <laughs> uh, Which, there's only been two two uh, two body right two bodies dropped so far. Yeah, yep, yeah, only two. Body oh count yeah, we're gonna two. do a body count. Yeah, yep. Now. They're uh, they're going through this murder ride, which is like ridiculous, and they're getting all this like murder history on like these random murderers, torturers, all types of shit. And then you hear the the Doctor Satan like at the end, and he's the local legend of all these guys. And uh, these guys just get way too. I mean, it's only white people, right? Like, yeah, we want to no, go. We want to go investigate this murder. I want to see the tree of where these like these murders were taking place and stuff. He even tells them, don't do it. Like, why are you going to do this? It's like, come on, got it. Like, you got to tell me how to go see this tree. He's just being very persistent, bugging the crap out of Captain's Listen, ball. you motherfucker, you tell me where the fuck that tree is. That's basically what <laughs> <laughs> Captain Spaulding was saying, like, you know, listen here, you little shit. You don't want to go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think you're going to find over there? He doesn't listen. Tried to tell him. Tried to tell him. So he draws him a little map. You know, um, you know what's funny too is like, you know, because this is like after you watch it, like, yeah, they were they were setting him up right there. He's like, Oh, you don't want to go there. Because mm -hmm. you know, when you tell someone not to do something, they're always like, Oh man, I want to do this like even more. Especially when it's in their Gino. You definitely don't want to go Angle over here. Go this road, going on. Take a right. And then look for a big tree over here. You definitely want to don't want to do that. You're gonna hang a left. You're gonna hang a left at the at Murder Row. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know if you guys noticed, but one of the one of the two girls that was there, um, she went and called her dad. I'm sure you noticed that part. But if you look very closely inside the phone booth where she's at. There's all these like pictures of like missing women and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's like all right in that area. Probably didn't even pay no attention to it or anything. And there's like literal like pictures, like just right in the phone booth of all these missing people. She calls her dad though and says uh, that they're running a little bit behind, but they'll be there at like 11 o'clock or something. So I'm assuming they're not super, super far from uh, where the pops lives. And said that they went to Captain Spaulding's um, gas station and chicken joint. So this is like, yeah, that's the one little that's the one little tidbit that they, she like the little beacon that they threw out there. Yeah, 
from nobody else did this though. No, yeah, she, she was keeping she was keeping daddy posted the whole time, like all yeah. the way through. Good kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because even back that, then, yeah. not easy to keep uh keep anybody posted when you don't just have a phone. I mean, and how much would that phone call or cost it if you went in the same area code, right? You're like, this this call will cost 50 cents. Like, what the fuck for real? <laughs> and then daddy just had to be sitting at home waiting for the call, like expecting, like, okay, she's on her way. Gotta the trip's gonna take eight hours. Hey, she back then, if you didn't two have, hours. If you didn't have a, I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't have answer machines. Like, what, what, somebody, maybe somebody had no. a chat when they invented answer machines. That motherfucker would just ring and ring and ring, right? You just call that shit till the motherfucker pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start driving on down the road. And then we get introduced. It's Rob Zombie's wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. And uh, she's just hitchhiking on the side of the road. And like the girls, How convenient. Are, the girls are like, just keep driving. You're not going to pick her up. He's like, come on, let's pick her up. And <laughs> You're going to be surprised by this, Bogart. But um, mm-hmm. the first commercially successful answering machine, the electronic secretary, was created. In 1949. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that shocked me. Yeah, some paper, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's some paper for that one. That motherfucker in was 1949, yeah. Hey, that hey, that shit was like that shit was probably like a big ass giant box. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> From the picture I see here, yeah. <laughs> that it's was like big size. The size oh, of my yeah. TV, maybe not a little smaller than that back there. <laughs> so it's raining and because it's raining that's why they pick her up they feel bad for her. at least that's mm-hmm. what they say and uh, she gets in there and uh, they're asking hey you know where this tree is and she was like oh yeah it's like right by my house and uh <laughs> but you could tell she's like crazy because she was like where's the tree at again and she's like what tree <laughs> yeah. she's like yeah go to my house <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, she's a little bit of a loon, and then we get one of those cutaway scenes, you know, where we kind of hear, like, uh, yeah, if you got to kill someone, just kill them, or, like, something like that. But uh, yeah, little short tidbits of her and uh, her real personality, and they're not even driving for, like, I don't know, a minute or two before you see someone in the woods. You don't know who it is at this point. He's got, like, a little, like, bear hood or something on, pulls out the gun, pulls out the big rifle, shoots their tire out. And oh man, now um, baby, that's pretty much what she's known as. She says that her brother has a tow truck. We'll get you guys all towed up and everything. And so they run back to uh, to the house. The house. Yeah, this is all very uh, shades of Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and a uh, combination of other, you know, Texas styled slashers, I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure, it just has that. It has that great vibe. The you know the that southern. Uh, we're gonna set you up and trap you and lure you. Yeah, they get skinny alive, suckers. Okay. And there's definitely always like some sheriffs involved. So we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they're in on it. <laughs> Usually, what do you uh, what What do you think about that that first part, Peacock? Where like I mean, we see them where they're now like about to like run back to the house, but then they cut into the house where we've already heard about the cheerleaders going missing, and now we see Otis talking to them. Yeah, so, you know, we get introduced to Otis here, and you're like, who is this Otis B. Driftwood, I believe his full name is. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting name. And he, he has Driftwood. that look. He has that look of, uh, uh, what's the that dude's name in um, 
in uh, that. Oh man, I'm even drawing a blank to the movie, but it'll come back to me. But anyways, he seems like kind of ghoulish, you know, and he has his, his hair all long and it's uh, bleached and dirty. And he's he's monologuing to these uh, cheerleaders that are tied up, obviously, and have been uh, somewhat mutilated and tortured. And he's uh, creating, you know, he's creating art, you know, he's doing work. He's He's here to do the devil's work and he is the devil basically in, the, in not so many words is what he says and so um you get a good glimpse of what's going on and uh juxtaposed to what you just saw you know baby being this beautiful bubbly girl who's willing to you know maybe kind of ditzy but willing to help these kids who have now you know uh have a flat tire or whatever and she's like they're know, about to get got coincidentally <laughs> you know all these things and I think the, the the bear guy shooting is also that same firefly or one of those fireflies that we saw kind of earlier yeah. got a glimpse of. So yep. you yeah. kind of start putting things together like, you know, this little town is is run by or this little area of town, I guess, is run by all these uh, a gang of hooligans that are all together. So you got to watch out. So it's oh. an area of town that nobody goes into like they you have to that's just what i assume right like they're they're an off beaten track to where like even if you go to captain spaulding's you still have to go down a certain couple roads before you get to their neck of the woods mm -hmm. if you end up in their neck of the woods you're not leaving you're about to die i've been down some crazy scary looking roads like that in my time and once it got too dark or we got too freaked out or we were done smoking we, we just got back in our truck and jetted you know really quick <laughs> yeah but definitely a lot see, of places like that around here there are the uh so you see them go to the house um what's his name <laughs> billy and uh and baby and um it's the dude in the bear costume who comes up and uh, who has the tow truck comes up, uh, like slams his hand on the, on the fucking hood or whatever. Yeah, the girls stay behind with uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Jerry. Jerry, there you go. So it's Jerry and the two the two girls, and Billy takes off with Baby back to the house. And yeah, she's, and she's uh, acting all super ditzy and super horny. Like, yeah, he, he wants to get it. He, he's trying to get a pee pee touch, you know I mean? <laughs> even though that is his girlfriend. I mean, at least, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it a little later, but I mean, she lets it be known that that's her man, yeah. yeah but uh, it's uh, it's, it's just getting it's gonna get real intense real quick, and I think uh, this is a good time to uh, end it for act number one here because yeah. uh, now we're about to actually like they're about to actually go into the house now the house the firefly it's, house it's gonna get crazy it's gonna get crazy and uh, so if you guys have not already make sure you go subscribe to the audio version of the podcast and um, silver screen breakdowns and that's on apple that's on spotify make sure you leave us a five-star review we'll read it out on uh, on the show make sure we uh you know give everyone uh, give everyone everyone a shout out for shouting us out we appreciate the five-star reviews that's how people can actually like find us like newer people and uh subscribe to the silver screen breakdown youtube channel as well and everyone who's watching hang with us because we're doing all three acts right now and Peacock, remind everybody where to find you and everything you got going on. Of course, you can constantly find me surfing the internet. No, you can uh, you can find my stuff, my merch at neonpeacockmerch.com. I have a lot of cool stuff going on. I think if you, you still have a chance to order today, you can get some Halloween stuff before Halloween day. 
Uh, I know Derek, one of our avid friends and, and uh, companions, uh, has ordered some stuff, and he just got it in. He, I think he ordered it last week. He already got it in today. So that was his uh, Bong R.I.P. shirt from the uh, the website. And there's still a $14 T-shirt sale going on. I've extended it. It's back from the dead. And uh, if you go over to the website, that's neonpeacockmerch.com. You can go check out everything from, like I said, not only T-shirts that are at $14, but the whole website's at 30% off. You can get art prints in all sizes, like the ones I have all behind me in decoration. And some of these are actually up there as well. So go check it out. Nice. Bogey, let them know. Yeah. Just check me out at the GMM Network everywhere. Um, search Bogard Scott Free. Check out all the new music available on all streaming platforms. Spotify, give me money, and definitely tune in to Act Two of House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, will the poor coeds get their book written? <laughs> tune in. <laughs> we will see you then. Peace out. <laughs> This ain't a dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most lit